You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ promises rest for the weary and the heavy laden, gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Now, we have started kind of a, a new series alongside of our Sunday morning um, preaching series that David's taken us through in the book of Ephesians, just discussing some of the some of the topics of Ephesians and some of the things we um, have been learning about on Sunday. But we also want to mention that on Wednesday nights here at Grace Bible Church, um, we're doing a digging deeper into Ephesians mm-hmm. study, um, kind of just talking more about the theology and uh, some of the main theological themes behind the text and the things that Paul is getting across, just taking things deeper, right, David? Just yeah, answering some of those big questions. Like predestination, yeah, uh, chosen, redemption. Uh, this coming week, we're going to head into Ephesians 2, so you have mm. uh, uh, sin um, and other, you know, grace, faith. So it's just loaded with uh, words that help us understand Christ and the application of um, our salvation. And on, as we know, on Sunday mornings, you only have so much real estate to work yep. with. Yeah, so much time. And it seems like we uh, pass over s- some of the, uh, we're not able to dig as deep into certain, um, just certain teachings yep. that, that Paul is uh, bringing to the Ephesians. And that's really important because even... Even as you look at the flow of a book like Ephesians, uh, you can even think of Colossians in the same the same way. The first chunk, big chunk of the book, Paul just focuses on the theology, and he focuses on you know who we are in Christ, um, the great blessings from God, and laying that foundation of theology. Because often we we want to get to you know Ephesians mm-hmm. four, yeah. Ephesians five, we want to start talking about you know the yeah. practical things. We want to jump on that stuff, but there's a reason why he's laying such an important foundation. Mm-hmm. And part of that foundation was this past week, chapter one, we walked through Paul's prayer um, for the Ephesians, starting verse 15 all the way through to verse 23. But it's even like it's impressive how even the way that Paul structures the prayer, um, it really shows you his structure almost or his his purpose of writing the book but his purpose for the Ephesians um, as he works through these things with them and the ways that he's going to encourage them. So, David, did you want to start the conversation yeah, about these verses? The Paul, Paul mentions, one of the last thing, things that he mentions in Ephesians 3 before uh, the final prayer for the spiritual power, and, and it's interesting, that theme seems to run through um, chapters 1 through 3 that uh, Paul prayed in, in Ephesians 1 uh, for various things, mm-hmm. um, but he ends up with power. So, um, and, and then he's gonna, he talks about the power that's in Christ, uh, everything subject to his feet. Then he talks about um, in, in this coming Sunday, um, part of our salvation story is that we're raised in power, uh, yep. the resurrection of Christ. Not only are we raised in power, but we're <laughs> exalted with Christ. So this whole sense of our unity with Christ. And uh, so we have um, this amazing prayer of power, but the people were discouraged. So that's, that's our setting is uh, a discouraged people. Um, and, and 
it seems to be something that Paul is, is speaking about, and sometimes it's the discouragement of watching someone like Paul suffer in prison, Lord. So we would pray, Lord, set him free to unleash the gospel as Paul travels the nations. Or sometimes the discouragement, as we read in Ephesians 6, is um, our battle against, you know, just darkness, the tiredness of temptation, and uh, just all those things that, that we go through. So it can, it, there's just can be a lot of discouragement. So um, that's why, that's the context of the, of the prayer. I mean, you could say discouragement, you could say challenges, uh, you could, you know, you could say we, we just don't know God, because that's mm. one of the things, or don't know God well. Um, that's one of the, the things that Paul prays as well. Yeah, Byron, any, uh, any thoughts on that? Just looking at the prayer, what's striking me again is verse 16. And what does that tell you about his approach, his outlook? He never stops giving thanks. How, how deep does our thankfulness go for something? Reflects in how quickly we start taking it for granted? Mm or whether we're all that thankful or whether it's just words that we say. You know, I think most of us, if something happens and we are really thankful for what has happened there, we're going to express that. And then again and again and again. And that's Paul's mindset about these believers He's not right there. He's not living right with them. There's a distance. Th there's all the rest of life that's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And yet he says this is where he's at, mm. you know. Ever since he's heard about their faith in the Lord Jesus and their love for all the saints, he never stops giving thanks for them as he remembers them in his prayers. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, you know, prison isn't one of those places where you think that Paul would be thankful um, or uh, you see um, Paul in prison encouraging others around him and saying, "Here's my, my I, like I'm I'm in prison, but th there is there are things, so many things to be thankful for, and uh, especially what he thanks, he he turns his attention to them and says, you know, I this is what I thank the Lord for uh, in what He is doing in your life, um, the faith." and the love that, that you have uh, towards others. And then, uh, as we talked about Sunday morning, the, uh, the prayer that he prays, and we divided that up um, into two parts. First of all, the prayer of the discouraged. And I, I did find um, that interesting. Paul doesn't just say, I pray um, that the glorious Father would give you the Spirit. He spends time on the names of, of God. So I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, it's, it's interesting because they, they do tell the story of the gospel. In fact, uh, it, it really does connect us back to verses or verse 3. Um, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's almost like Paul uh, takes verses 3, <laughs> excuse me, through 14. And he says, remember everything that we just talked about? Uh, remember the gospel that starts with the... Um, the election, the choosing of God in love and his glorious riches and uh, sharing with us the mystery, revealing, revealing to us the, the what was hidden. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit. Remember the, the gospel story 
I, um, so how do we connect that story with our discouragement? And I think that's, you know, if, if I look at my life, um, and, and discouragement can kind of build because my, li- my life story is disconnected from the gospel story. I somehow think uh, the gospel doesn't apply to me. Or, and then he prays specifically about the, fa- the glorious father. You know, he's not, he's not glorious or he's not the father. Um, we struggle with that. We struggle with God's greatness when we're discouraged. We struggle with um, the nearness of God when we're discouraged. So we have glorious, uh, greatness, father, um, near to us. <laughs> and what his, his prayer is that we would have wisdom and, and revelation um, in the knowledge of him so that God would reveal the scriptures, uh, God would reveal um, the knowledge of him. And I think that has to be understood as well um, because revelation is connected with the knowledge of him. It's not just, and and that's part of the discouragement is we can pray for a revelation of our circumstances or a revelation of his will. Or, um, but Paul says, you know, like when, when we're praying, let's pray um, that we would just know God. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if we think, you know, if, if in our discouragement, because because we all go through discouragement, if God were to explain what he's doing, first of all, would we be able to understand it and all the intricacies? And would we even want to hear it? Because sometimes we pray in our discouragements and we say, God, you know, like help me, um, you know, take this away from me. And God's answer will be no. Um, but at the same time, uh, God, God is leading us through it. He is the glorious Father. Uh, and so that's why um, I, I briefly mentioned, I don't think I fleshed it out on Sunday morning, the, the idea that you know, we can pray prayers that add to our discouragement, that foster discouragement, because if the Lord isn't taking it away or if the Lord isn't um, you know, bringing us out of these circumstances, then somehow you know, he's not glorious and he's not Father, and that just encourages our discouragement. Um, and so Paul just says, you know, like th- that wisdom, so how to apply knowledge. <laughs> there it that? is. <laughs> Someone's calling. <laughs> um, how to apply knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and, th- yeah. and then um, how to apply God's God to our mm. circumstances. And uh, so even in, in chapter four of Ephesians, Paul talks about he's a prisoner. It's like he accepts it. Yeah. Um, he's, but he's praying that he would know the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, mm-hmm. um, and how to apply it in his life. Uh, how, how remarkable, too, is it? And, I, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but this is all about the riches of God's glory towards us, yeah. God's glory toward God's gifts towards us, um, understanding that and really having that deep affection for the Lord and mm-hmm. deep affection for Christ and seeing how that flushes out into life. Um, and if, if we were to, you know, if we were to sit down in a, in a prayer group or a prayer meeting, would these be the things that mm-hmm. be on our hearts and be on our minds for yeah. ourselves? Um, or would, would our, our prayers or petitions be, um, be cluttered with, with other things, yeah, um, you know, and I, I just love how, again, he just brings it to, to what's truly important, the mm-hmm. main thing, and how that affects so many areas in our life, yeah, and just how we're perceiving our circumstances, yeah. 
and and to your point, I don't. It's not like if somebody prays that the Lord takes something away. Yeah. I think we can pray like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not. We don't have to look at somebody, or we don't. It doesn't restrict us from praying that way. Um, it just seems like this prayer trumps all other prayers. <laughs> like it's it's a sense of Lord, your will be done. Um, so, whatever you choose to do in my life. I pray for wisdom, and I pray for a knowledge of you, a revelation of a knowledge of you, that my the eyes of my heart would be enlightened, so I will be able to journey wherever you call me to journey, mm-hmm. with whatever you might call me to go through. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't want to, you know, people to hear say, oh, now I can't pray for healing. <laughs> Absolutely, we should be praying mm-hmm. for healing. Absolutely, we should be praying that the Lord would, you know, take away the discouragement, um, and 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 bring us to a place of encouragement. Through you know maybe changing of circumstances and maybe sometimes we sh- ourselves should be pursuing the change of circumstances yeah. and not just praying about it. Uh, and but <coughs> this prayer grounds us and yeah. um, ultimately uh, being able to encourage one another and say uh, you know there how d- how does our story connect with the gospel story? Um, what 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 does that what does that ultimately look like? And that's where I think. You know, Paul spends a bit more time in verses 17 and 18 on that, what encouragement looks like. There's a, there's a neat dynamic, I think, here, too. He's in prison, so you almost assume he would need to be encouraged. Yeah. You know, it's a lousy situation to be in. But what he's doing, he says he's giving thanks for them. He's not just saying thank you, looking mm-hmm. somebody in the eye, and I think that's good. But it has a limited impact. How much more impact does it have when someone says to you, you know, I'm just so thankful to God for you. Mm -hmm. There's a different dynamic there to think that you're blessing them in some way and that he's encouraged by them and their faith. And yet in him doing that, he's living out this model in front of them Mm -hmm. like the mirrors up there and and he's going to be encouraging them. Even in the midst of it, and you think, what a beautiful way to do. I remember uh, an earlier church, and there was a gentleman who was very firmly committed that you never ever said thank you for anything. Mm. Uh, that was just dishonoring to God and uh, bringing mm-hmm. focus wow. on people. And you think, well, Paul wouldn't <laughs> agree, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. Uh, because what an example it is. What, what an encouragement that would be for them even to read oh, this. What a discouraging you know? world that would be if you couldn't give thanks. And, yeah. you know, Paul says, too, it, it is. It's a discouraged people. And Paul says, too, two of the, the greatest things you can say to a discouraged person is, I thank God um, for you. And you, you see what God is doing in them. And then I remember you, I remember you in my prayers. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that, th- that's, like, we look at, well, wha- what is what is a ministry um, to the discouraged? You know, thanking the Lord for, when they can't see God's work in their life, we point out some of God's work and, and, and what God is doing in their life. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and we know this, people say, I, I pray for you, uh, and that's just such a comfort. Um, and I, I know it can be used, you know, offhandedly, but... Paul Paul would pray, and uh, and 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 so you know he talks about the discouragement, but he talks about encouragement, and that's what I love. Like the Bible does such an amazing job of bringing us, um, of helping us understand what discouragement and encouragement are. Like we use these words and we think, 
Well, I wonder <coughs> how I would describe encouragement to somebody. Um, what what are elements of encouragement? Just as what would you know? What would be a real struggle in discouragement? The Bible brings us to a place where it says, "Well, is your story connecting with the gospel story?" Because that mm. can bring a lot of discouragement. But it's not a place that we naturally go. And then the same thing happens with, well, what does encouragement look like? Like if we were to just think before we read this passage, okay, these are the elements of encouragement. It'd be tough. Like it'd be tough to get the top three. Yeah. So that's what Paul does. He says, um, you see hope, you see God's wealth, and you see the strength that you have in Christ. If someone who's discouraged has the hope, of, and the hope not of our calling, but of the work of Christ in them, that Christ is working in them even when it looks like it, he's not, but they have the hope of God's calling in their life. If they see God's wealth in the sense of um, that we are his glorious inheritance, so it's not, in other words, we're loved, we're treasured by God. Mm. And then um, that we see that we don't have to live in our discouragement, in our strength. We live in the strength of God. And then he just, you know, piles on words to try to describe how powerful this word is or how powerful the strength of God is that is in us. And then he gives us these two great examples of Christ raised from the dead, exalted at the right hand of God. Um, and, mm. and the consequences of that, that God uses that for the church. So there, you know, there's, there's th the top three from Paul of what encouragement looks like, where we find encouragement. It's not in a change of circumstances all the time, um, but it is uh, the hope, the wealth, and the strength of God in our life. And that doesn't mean that we immediately become encouraged, um, but it's a place of meditation. It's, yeah. it's at least a place to start to say, uh, okay, um, not everything is lost. Um, not everything is dark. There, mm. there is light in here. And this just gives a radically different answer than, than mm. the world gives. Like what you compare that to what encouragement would look like for the world. Um, you compare what Paul says about discouragement and what that would look like for the world. I guess, you know, maybe they could say, you know, I'm, I'm not being my true self and or, or other things. The world could say that. But, you know, there's a bigger story than our story. So how do we make that connection? There's hope, there's wealth, there's strength um, for the discouraged because of what God gives us. Mm. Um, and, and those become, you know, means that God uses to work in our lives to bring encouragement. And, and I find just even recently, I it's interesting that we're, we're talking about this now, but um, more conversations that I'm having with, uh, with people, whether it's, you know, counseling or it's informal conversation here or there about discouragement or what they might be going through it it really is these things that you're that you're mentioning mm -hmm. um that that we keep coming back to like in that conversation because um they're discouraged they don't sense god working in their life or yeah. because of sin that they're struggling with is does the lord even care mm -hmm. um he should just discard me <laughs> and, yeah. and kick me to the curb yeah. um but we come back to these verses and these uh, and the richness of, mm -hmm. of the immeasurable, what does it say? The immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. Mm -hmm. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a gift of his grace. It's, a, it's through the gift of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ, as the verses talk about, um, that he's given us these things that, that we can really rejoice in, be thankful for, but also um, find our footing, find our foundation, 
um, and be encouraged during discouraging times. And like you said, I love that you said too, David, that um, sometimes I think we do approach it as if, okay, if I just read these verses, I'll be fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if I meditate long enough on these, or if somebody just preaches these to me, I'm going to be fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that's a process, and mm-hmm. just to know that these words are here, these promises are true, yeah. and to be meditating on that, to be yeah. contemplating that, you know, through our discouragement yeah. is very important. Yeah, and and I I missed I wanted to do this on Sunday morning, but I just I didn't have I didn't, but. Um, it's so. Uh, I just wanted to mention. It's like it's so accessible, yeah. um, in the sense of, you know, we uh, we think, well, can I be someone who encourages someone else, or how would I, if my friends really discouraged, my wife is discouraged, my children are discouraged, um, what kind of conversations do I have with them? And that's why Paul and Scripture is so accessible. Um, you know, just even, um, you know, sometimes with our children. Uh, you know, there, there's enough times to say no so that they know they haven't lived up to a standard. But how often do we take discouraged children and say, you know, I, I just really thank the Lord that, you know, you're, this is happening in your life um, or even your spouse. Spouses can become very discouraged and um, th- that becomes a, you know, a ministry of encouragement to, to one another. Or, you know, s- what, what kind of conversation would I have with um, someone who's discouraged? Well, <laughs> you know, we could, you could begin with, um, uh, well, wha- what does discouragement look like? And then they tell you why they're discouraged, and then you try and take that into the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we connect that story with God's story? Um, and, well, what we need is we, we just need to pray that God gives us wisdom and uh, the revelation of the knowledge of him um, so that we can apply the knowledge of God as it's revealed to us with wisdom in your life. And then that leads into a conversation of what would encouragement look like? Well, if only my husband did this, or if only my children obeyed me more, or things like that. But that's not the level that Paul's talking. Paul's saying, well, you know, like, where do you find your hope? Where do you find your wealth? Where do you find your strength? Um, And (laughs) it doesn't, it just, it helps lead a conversation. Um, So the, the word, the word of God is just accessible to us it, it helps us have those conversations amen it's not this distant yeah thing like god's yeah. not distant and holding these things okay yeah. well here's the carrot in front of your nose yeah. and if you just go yeah. a little further that's right you do a little more then yeah. you can have the carrot and it's hand. yeah exactly and it's it's not coming and solving the issue for someone it's not saying yeah. you know you could be encouraged if <laughs> yeah it's Let's journey in your discouragement and connect it to the gospel and connect it to what hope looks like uh, and what wealth looks like, God's wealth. Like, how does, how does it change that you're loved by God? And if we know that we're loved by God, we're treasured by God, then that helps us um, <laughs> in our discouragement, but it also helps us to be like Paul who's in prison and saying, I want to thank God for you. And, it, you know, I, I have enough wealth of knowing that God loves me, that I want it to overflow to say, you know, that um, I love you and I care for you and I see God's love in you as well, mm-hmm. even though you may not be able to see it. So mm-hmm. it helps turn um, some overtime potentially, just turn some of that discouragement and you begin to actually be an encouragement to others. It reminds me of, of um, when Paul's 
pleading with the Lord about his thorn in the flesh. Uh, like you get this sense that, that he really is, he's in anguish over whatever. I know there's lots of debate as, is it a physical thorn? Is it, um, but you get this sense that, that he's, in a, he's in a moment of discouragement, of, um, of, of anguish over that. He's pleading with the Lord and the Lord three times says, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And that's the hope that he holds on to. And that's the hope that really I think we're reading about here yeah. uh, in Ephesians chapter 1. Yeah, that would contain all three. Yeah. The hope, the wealth, and the, the strength. Yeah. In his weakness, he sees the power of God. Yeah. Heart-searching. Oh, the Bible is so heart-searching. It is. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks.